What's up, family? What's up, family? Hey, can I have everybody stand up? We want to say hello to everybody watching online, all our campuses. Let's give them a big hand out there. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. I have, I have some friends behind me. Samantha, who's in our worship team. Let's give her a big hand. Desiree and, Desiree and Fernando, they're married to part of the marriage ministry. Let's give them a big hand. Junior is uh, portability. Have you ever noticed how people named Junior are always the biggest people around? <laughs> and Billy is part of our Rock Kids ministry. He goes to, goes to high school here. God bless y'all. They are not going to say anything. <laughs> They're here for props. They're here for props. They're great props. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, got a, we got a great message for you and encourage you. I'm going to tell you up front, today's goal is to get you to sign up to be in a group. That's it. If all you do is come here, you're going to grow a little bit, maybe, if you're paying attention. Right? Because some people come to church and no change happens. They just come, I went, and they go about the business. It's not going to do you any good. It's actually going to probably be worse for you because you're going to have this idea that something's supposed to just supernaturally happen to you where you've got to put effort into it. Amen? And so I, I, I'm going to encourage you all throughout today to sign up to get in your own group. This is where the magic happens. Amen? Amen. How many of y'all are going through a hard time right now? Okay, you need this. Lord, pray you bless us, encourage us on all the campuses. We pray every single person right now is thinking, if they're not in a group, man, I got to get in a group or I got to start a group. I've been going here long enough, I should be able to start one. So I pray you encourage us in Jesus' name, amen. Say to the person next to you, you got to get in a group. Have a seat. Amen. Turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Everyone say Luke. Luke. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. If you are a visitor, my name is Miles McPherson, Pastor Rock Church. We are in our... We just celebrated 22 years in February, so we're in our 23rd year, and we have campuses all around San Diego, which are watching people online. God bless y'all. Luke chapter 10. Luke 10. Um, I received Christ when I was 19 years old and never had this. Never had a group to go to. Never had anybody teach me anything. I, I didn't have a church to go to. Five years later, I was doing cocaine and recommitted my life to the Lord, and that time, I was like, I'm going to do it this time. And I started going around where I was working here in San Diego, asking other uh, teammates, hey, what does this mean in the Bible? What does this mean in the Bible? What does this mean in the Bible? And then one guy said to me, you need to get discipled. And I said, what does that mean? I didn't know what that meant. He said, you need to have someone sit down with you and talk to you about the Bible and ask these questions, help you learn the Bible. So I started going around and asking some of my teammates, hey, can you disciple me? And they're like, nah, nah, I can't. You know, it was a big commitment. And one guy, Sherman Smith, said, okay. And so we, me, him, and two other players, Gil Bird and Kellen Winslow, for all you old people remember those names. Can I get amen? Anybody? Oh, and all the people I'm watching online. These, if, you, if you're a San Diego Charger fan, you know these people. We had a meeting every Tuesday in the NFL. Your day off is Tuesday. So we play on Sunday, have meetings on Monday. Your day off is on Tuesday. You do rehab, but there's no meetings or practice. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice. Saturday's practice. Sunday's the game. Tuesday is your day off. 
So every Tuesday we met for three hours for the whole season. And three of us had casts on our leg. So God said, I'm going to make sure you guys are not going to be distracted because <laughs> you're not going to play. I'm going I'm to blow your knee out. And three of us had casts on our legs. And we met and Sherman taught us every Tuesday. And every Wednesday night, which was, it was a heavy practice day, but at Wednesday night we had Bible study with about ten couples from the team. So two days in a row we had small group. And what we call Bible study, same thing. And we sat around and we did what I'm going to talk to you about today. That is the reason I'm standing here before you today. If it wasn't for that, I would not be here, no question. It was the accountability. It was learning. It was, it was the fellowship. It was the encouragement. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you can get that in your head today, if you do not have something like this where you're meeting with people, talking about the Bible, doing the stuff I'm going to talk to you about today, you're, you're going to grow like an inchworm, maybe. But the best way for you to grow in your faith, which is I assume you're here because you want to be a better Christian. I assume you're here because you want to learn. I assume you're here because you want to be closer to God. The best way for you to do that is to get this. People in your life. Even if you go to school and you're in Bible school, that's great. That's information. But all the people in the school doing what we're going to talk about today. I'm not saying that's bad. But at the end of the day, it's going to be community. Say community. Okay, very good. So last week we talked about our new mission statement. It's three terms. Say no God. And we talked about knowing God last week. The growing community. Say growing community. That's what we're going to talk about today. Growing in communities. One thing to say I know God. It's another thing to say I'm going to grow in my community. And the third thing we're going to talk about next week is go make a difference. Say make a difference. All these people serve. They do something. They're not just coming to church. They actually are uh, saved. They're in a group. And they serve in the church. In the marriage ministry, children's ministry, portability, worship. What are you going to do? And by the way, serving doesn't necessarily mean you have to be part of a ministry in the church. You could be part of an outreach ministry that serves outside the church. Can I get amen? Because that's where the hurting people are. We We had a ministry called JC's Girls where these women were going to strip clubs. Strip clubs. Yeah, and dude's like, what? What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> Literally, they were going to strip clubs playing for the strippers. Why? Because the girl who set it up was a stripper. God saved her. And she said, I'm going to go back and help the women who were stuck in what I was doing. That's ministry. That's ministry. Matter of fact, the girls were sitting there one day and they had these pink shirts on and they had a little, ba- you know, little bags for the ladies, a little pink bags with some smell good in it and letter from their father in heaven and all stuff. And they were sitting there late, waiting for the ladies to get off the pole. This is a true story. And these dudes are sitting at the table over here looking at the girls dance, but they're looking at these girls who are sitting there watching the girls dance going, what's up? So the, the, the dudes said to the ladies, um, what are y'all doing here? And they said, we're from the Rock Church. Y'all know where I'm going with this? Y'all know where I'm going with this? Brothers drop their heads go, man, we're from Rock Church too. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> God is in the strip club too, peeping you out. He ain't no doubt. You could be helping the dark alleys. He's there too. Uh, so, so my point is that these ladies though were like, that's our burden. We're going to do a whole series on do something, and you're going to hear that story again. We're going to do a whole series that every single one of you, God brought you out of something, and he wants to send you back. Again, I'm not going to get down that road. So say, uh, say no God, grown community, make a difference. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is growing in community. Last, talk, last week we talked about knowing God, and the four things we talked about last week was that God is an uncaused cause. 
Nothing caused God. Remember we talked about this living room? That the living room was caused. It didn't bring itself into existence. Then we talked about God is the undesigned designer. God, someone had to design the table, the chair, the TV, the couch. Someone had to design it. And then we talked about God is the origin of our purpose. Someone had to give all these things purpose. The purpose that you sit in that. The purpose that this table would be here to put something on top of it. The purpose that this TV would give you sound and video and, and, and images. And then lastly, God is the moral lawgiver. He makes the rules. Don't jump on the couch. How many of y'all heard that before? Don't jump on the couch. That's a rule. Okay, you got it from your parents. But really the rule came from the person who designed the couch because the couch was made to sit in, not jump on. Okay, so God is the one who did that for everything in creation. We're not going to get into that, but that was last week. Please get the message. Today we're going to talk about growing in community. How do you grow in community? Right here. Doing what we're going to talk about today. Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, Luke talks about Jesus sending out the 70 of his disciples and tells them to heal the sick, Raise the dead, cast out demons. How many of y'all would love to heal the sick? How many of y'all would love to heal, have, pray for someone to heal the sick? You know how you do it? Pray for them. If you don't pray for someone that's sick, they ain't going to get healed. Now, of course, you got to believe it. You kind of understand, hey, what you're praying for and all kind of stuff. But sometimes it's, it's just, Lord, I just pray you heal them. It's not, it's not you doing it. It's not the magic of your rhetoric. It's the faith that, that you have and the faith they have. So God, Jesus told them to go out. They go out. The 70 go out. They come back and they say, Jesus, all these things are great. The demons bow down to us. The people are raised from the dead. The, the sick are healed. And yes, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, heals the sick, is in you. It is the same spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. He does the same thing. Okay. And he's going to raise you from the dead at some point. So if he did it then, he's going to do it later. Why can't he do it right now? Okay. And, and then Jesus, can I, yeah, let's give the Lord a big hand. Come on, y'all. Then Jesus gets confronted by some lawyer, I don't mean a legal, a legal person, but a Bible, Bible lawyer, the law, Old Testament lawyer. And Jesus tells a story about the Good Samaritan, how the Good Samaritan is the, not the person who talks the talk, it's the person who walks the talk, walks the walk. Okay. Then this story happens. So Jesus is on this ministry tour, he's teaching, he's, he's uh, engaging with people. And then he comes to this house and he has a small group. He comes to his small group. Mary and Martha. Everyone say Mary. Say Martha. Mary chills and Martha ills. Y'all remember the word ill? <laughs> He's illing. Where Jesus is going to be sitting in his seat, boom, teaching the word. Mary's going to be sitting at his feet listening and Martha's going to be distracted with much serving. And so we're going to learn about what a small group is because if you're not in a small group, you're like, oh, what is it? What do you do? And how does it work? Uh, that's what we want to talk about today. Okay. By the way, by a show of hands on all the campuses, if you are in a small group, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Really good. Okay. If you're not in a small group, raise your hand. Be honest. Okay. Keep your hand up. Keep your hand up. Look around all the campuses. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Okay. Put your hands down. That means you're kind of visiting every week. You're not bought in. Okay. Let's look what it says. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, it happened as they went and he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed her into, his, into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard the word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? 
Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. Everyone say, Martha, Martha. Anytime you say someone's name twice, ooh. Miles, Miles. Jimmy, Jimmy. Samantha, Samantha. Okay. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. How many of y'all are worried and troubled about many things? Mm-hmm. When their brother, Mary Martha's brother, Lazarus, Lazarus died, and, and they said, Jesus, can you come heal him? Jesus waited four days. Actually, he was sick, and he died. And Martha was the one with her neck rolling. If you would have come sooner, he wouldn't have died. <laughs> <laughs> so she always had a little, little stress. Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but one thing, everyone say one thing, is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away. There's one thing, one thing, one thing, Jesus said, one thing. She was sitting at his feet. The devil will try to get you to do everything but that one thing. <laughs> the devil will try to get you to do everything but that one thing. The devil will do everything he can except that one thing. My daughter was going to break up one of her boyfriends and I asked her, could I help? <laughs> I said, I can help. I, mean, I, I can make this easy for you. She's like, Dad, no, I, got I said, let, let, let me make it easy for you. Just one thing. Broken record. Everyone say broken record. Whenever you negotiate anything, you always have to be a broken record. So let's say you're going to buy a car and the car is like 10000 you know, well, not 10000 20000 whatever, 20000 And the guy says, hey, you know, here's, here's a rise. We're going to get this, we're going to get this. And it's 23000 you say. And you say 20000 He goes, well, we're going to add tires and put an engine in it and it's 23000 <laughs> And you say, broken record, 20000 we're going to put a stereo axle and give you a roof and a steering wheel. We're going to 23000 You say, broken record. Don't, don't, don't elaborate. I told my daughter, I said, listen, when you break up with this dude, just say, it ain't going to work out. Oh, baby, please, I'll, I'll give you roses every week. It ain't going to work out. He rolls around like a dog. He's out back like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it ain't going to work out. You're the best, most beautiful person in the world. But it ain't going to work out. Broken record. Say broken record. When the devil's coming after you, trying to get you to do that, kind of get you to do that, kind of get you to do that, one thing. I got to obey God. That's your broken record. That's your broken record. I got to obey God. So look what it says here. It says, number one in your notes, get a a community or a group. You got to get a group. Now, how do you get a group? Look what it says in, in, in verse uh, 38, it happened as they went, he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha, who had a sister named Mary, who had a brother named Lazarus, welcomed her into her house. Okay, so my question is, who is your community? If you just come here and sit around a lot of people and go home and you don't interact and have community, you don't have a community. You're just in a crowd. You go to a football game, you, you're not in relation with all those people just for that two, three hours. So my first step is, who are the people? Just grab a couple of couples. Grab a couple of friends and say, we're going to meet. So one is you have to get some people. For me, it was my teammates. 
When I was, when I was my first formal, if you will, ministry venture was my next door neighbor who was a 16-year-old kid. She got saved. I said, go get your brother. He got saved. Go get your friends. And I started going to their, their parties, these Filipino kids in Rancho Penasquitas. I started going to the ice house, to the party in the ice house, the ice house at, at the parties at different people's houses. And I said, hey, why don't y'all come over to my house? We're going to do Bible study. Just grab them. And so my point for you, I'm not saying you do that, but there's got to be people in your life here in this campus, whatever campus you're in, say, hey, can we meet? Just one, two, three people. Start there. Start there. So one, get a community, get some people. Number two, get a place. Okay, where are we going to meet? For me, it was Gilbert's house. For me, it was Kenny Green's house, another defensive back. I got baptized in his pool in, in, in Terracena. For me, for those kids, it was my house in Rancho Penasquitas. Get a place. Meet at Starbucks. Meet at someone's house. Meet at an apartment. Meet, meet at the lobby of your job, whatever it is, or, or, the, or, the park, or the park near your house. But get some people and get a place. Everyone say, get some people. Say, get a place. And then get a time. This is not complicated. And I'm telling you, the first time it will be awkward, like, I don't know, what are we going to say? And, you know, the first time, just introduce yourself. And what we do is we'll give you curriculum every week. If you text Groups to 52525, let's put that on the screen. Please take a picture of that. Please, please take a note of that. Text groups to 52525. Please leave that up there for a while. There it is. Boom, right there. Text groups to 52525. And if you want to be in a group or you want to start a group, there you go. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll get you connected. We, I would love to see 300 groups start from this message on all the campuses. But all you got to do is talk about, think about you. So start thinking about who you know. You might have met one person one time in here or you're walking out today and say, hey, you want to start a group? You just, you've been seeing someone every couple of times and just start. Now, I will tell you, ladies, be careful not to meet a guy and put yourself in an uncompromising situation of some guy comes and says, hey, you want to start a group? Say no. Not with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how they got started, right? They just, you know. <laughs> uh, and, and, and please don't be naive just because someone says they go to church. Okay? We're all on a journey. Okay? But my point is, hey, especially if you're couples here, you see another couple that y'all connected, say, hey, are you in a group? Let's start one. Just start small. So you got some people. Where are we going to meet? Your house, my house, want to switch, meet at the park, meet at Starbucks, whatever. Um, and I say this again, ladies, don't be inviting dudes to your house. Amen. Please. Okay? And, and then um, uh, 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 a place and then a time. And we will send you the information. We'll give you training on how to do this. It's not complicated because a lot of times it's really just being in proximity to people and having conversations with people around the Word of God, which we're going to get to in a minute. So number one, get a community. You can't grow in a community if you don't have a community. Amen? And by the way, once those relationships are established, those relationships last a lifetime. Okay? Number two. 
hear the word. Say, hear the word. Um, in the group, it's all about the word of God. Look what it says in, in Luke chapter 10. It says, verse 30, he, she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his what? Word. Listen, you can get a group and talk about politics. That's not what this is about. You can get a group and talk about the, about the CDC and all the COVID. That's not what this is about. You can get a group and talk about all the, uh, the, the uh, your CNN, Fox News, whatever stuff. That's what this is about. No, no, no. Say no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's about the word. Say the word. <laughs> right here, right here, right here. This is the word. This is the foundation. God's word will never return voice. Living in it, sharpened in a two-edged sword. Living in active, sharpened in a two-edged sword. This right here is a lamp to your feet. This right here will transform your life. We will give you every week a guide on how to get into the word based on what is said on Sunday. It's just handed to you. And we'll give you guidelines on how to conduct your group. So what happened was Jesus sitting there giving her the word. Now, of course, he is the word, so he was just talking, right? So everything he said is the word. He's a living word. But the point is that you want to make sure you're coming here and you're hearing the word. You're not just sitting around gossiping. Now, it don't mean you can't talk about stuff, you know. Obviously, that's relationship. But it's the Bible and anything said on ESPN. Other than that, (laughs) y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Um, One, hear the Bible. Uh, when I say they heard the word, first is the Bible. Are you reading the Bible? Are you talking about the Bible? The scriptures is the foundation of our spiritual life. It is the, it's what's going to feed your soul. So when we get together, we are talking about the Bible. So all these people over here have a Bible. And they're going to come with their Bibles. We're going to say something in the Bible. And we're going to give that to you. You don't need to be a Bible scholar. I don't know that any of our, well, there's probably a few small group leaders that are Bible scholars. But it has, that is not what it's about. It's about, hey, let's talk about what we heard Sunday. Let's talk about the scripture. What do you, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. And, and so you can get into the Word start talk about Bible memory. What is God saying to you? And then hear the Spirit. Everyone say, hear the Spirit. In other words, when you read the Bible, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And so for you to get in the group, you're going to now take even what we talked about today and you'll get a question. Hey, what did Pastor Miles mean when he said this? What did it mean to you when he said this? And now you're in a group of people you know discussing. You have to think about it and you have a pattern. You come on Sunday, you hear the information, and then you go back to your group and start to work it out. And then lastly, hear the testimonies. In other words, everybody in your group is going to have a journey they're on. And when you hear about their journey, you're going to realize, man, that helps me. The Bible says... No temptation, no struggle, no trial will ever overtake you except what is common. In other words, if you're going through something, there are people who have been there. And there's people who are going to be there. By the way, the people who have been there can help you. And the people who are going to be there, you can help. We had a, we had a in, a, in my small group several years ago, everybody in the group was in their 20s except one couple other than my, me and my wife. 20s, young 30s. And one of the couples lost their baby. And the other young couples were like, we never been, 
Never had that experience. They've never been around. They, they, it was a great opportunity for us to not only love on them who lost the baby, but the people who experienced it for the first time to realize the ministry they could have to someone going through something so hard. This is the testimonies. And it's also a time for people to say, hey, I'm going through this. And someone say, I've been through that. Let me tell you what happened. Let me give you perspective. Let me show you that there's a, there's a light on the other side of the tunnel. This is so critical. That's not happening here, at least intentionally. It may happen accidentally. But if you have a group, you can hear the word. Let's talk about the Bible. What's the Holy Spirit saying? And then how is it affecting you? Where are you at on this? Because even in your small group, people are going to come there and say, I don't even know Jesus is my Savior. Great. Can we pray for you? Can we pray with you? Can I get amen? And then lastly, uh, by the way, Revelation 12, 11, You know how you defeat the devil in your life? It's the blood of the lamb and the word of his testimony. Look what it says in Revelation chapter 12, 11. They overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. In other words, when, you, when, when the devil starts to tell you you're an idiot, you're ugly, you're this, you say, hey, hey, let me tell you what Jesus says. <laughs> let me tell you what Jesus has already done. Let me tell you what Jesus has already affirmed. Let me tell you what Jesus has already proven is true. So what you're saying is not true, Satan. And so when you're in your group, when you're hearing people's testimonies, imagine just sitting around with five people say, tell me how you, learned, how you met Jesus. Whoa. I used to do drugs. I used to be a stripper. Not me. I'm just saying testimony. <laughs> I used to, <laughs> that's all. Sometimes you, you, if I speak 10,000 words in a sermon, people will remember like 15. No, for real. They'll come to me and say, hey, that was a great sermon. And, I, and I, you know, because I'll see people all the time. And they'll go, hey, that was a great sermon. i say, okay, what did I talk about? <laughs> well, you were talking about your mother. I'm like, I ain't talking about my mother. <laughs> so people, people say, I was this, I was that, I was this. And then God changed my life. And you're like, wow. I'm, I'm going through something too. Your testimony is so powerful. And then three, be accountable. Everyone say accountable. Look what it says in verse 41. Martha says, Jesus, tell Mary to get up. I'm doing all this work. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. Look what it says. She says, therefore, Jesus, tell her to help me. I'm doing all this stuff. And Jesus said to her, Martha, Martha. Everyone say Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. All, all the campuses out there, let's say Martha, 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 Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed which will not be taken away from her. One thing. In other words, Martha, what she's doing is what you need to be doing. <laughs> what she's doing, you need to be doing. Why is this important? When you're in a small group, and I'm talking to Samantha about what she's doing, I'm, ta I'm talking to Fernando and Desiree about what they're doing, I'm learning maybe I need to, maybe what they're doing can help me. I'm talking about the Junior and Billy, what they're doing. With the, how, you know, what do you do in the morning prayer time? What do you do in your Bible study? How do you deal with trials? And as they we're talking, it's like, wow, maybe I can do that. We hold each other accountable. So one thing in the small group is that you hold each other accountable to learn. Everyone say accountable to learn. You hold each other accountable to learn. Because if you come 
And we're going we're gonna to talk about the Bible. We're talk about stuff we, that we learned last week. Hey, I'm coming in. I got to be ready to talk about what God's doing in my life. You are also accountable. And by the way, when I was in my small group, one of the first things we did was we memorized scripture. I was account- we were accountable because the guy who was leading our group, he would call us out in public. So at this, the old Qualcomm Stadium, which is Jack Murphy, which is God rest his soul. How many of y'all are sad about that, losing our stadium? Oh, man, I, I, I cried. I was, I was taking video of the last sliver of the stadium being torn down. And I was like, but in the basement is where I, the locker room was. Where we practiced was on the outside of the parking lot. So we had to take the elevator up and walk or drive to practice across the parking lot. So we're in the elevator, jam-packed, like, 30 dudes, maybe not 30, but as much as you can get where we're like this, back to back. And, and one of our guys was scared. He was paranoid, so um, we would jump up and down. <laughs> and he starts screaming, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> so we're in the elevator one day, and Sherman, the guy disciple me, say, hey, brother, what's Romans 4.16? I'm like... He says, are you ashamed of the gospel, my brother? For real. This was my discipleship. Or if we're in the training room getting ice, we're all stuck. And he would yell across the room, give me my, give me my Bible verse. And he would say, are you ashamed of the gospel? My? And he would say this in front of everybody. I was like, man, why we got to be like that? <laughs> or we were in, in Bible study, he would say, brother Miles, why don't you pray for us? I'm like, I, yeah, I, how many of y'all are like nervous about praying out loud? Can I, can I get <laughs> And I was like, why well, I got to pray? He says, we need to pray. You need to practice. So I pray. It's not that big a deal. How many of y'all talk? <laughs> How many of y'all talk when other people are around? You can pray. You can pray. And so the group established accountability. Because I, I, I knew the people, right? And we st- every day was a little bit more. A little, imagine if you had that and you were praying and you were memorizing Scripture and then you were quoting Scripture. Then you were talking about how Scripture is in your life. All of a sudden, you're growing as a believer. And lastly, accountable to serve. Once you start learning this, what are you going to do with it? Next week, we're going to talk about making a difference. How can you make a difference in the community? But here's my question to you. Are you in a group? And so here's what I want to encourage you to do. If you could put the text code up on the screen one more time. Text group to 52525. Here's what my encouragement to you. A lot of y'all raise your hand and say you're not in a group. I want to encourage you. We want to get all of y'all in a group at some point. At least take the number, text code down and look at it and f- start learning about how it works. But I would love to see 300 groups start from this message in all our campuses. And people say, I want to be in a group. I want to be in a group. I'm a group. So here's what, here's what I'm going to do before I land this plane. If you're not in a group right now, just raise your hand. Put your elbow above your ear. Let's hand really high, really high. Just wave in all the campuses. Passes all the campuses. Look around. Just look at the people. Take pictures of them. Get the DNA code. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. 
this is easy. This is easy. Life is hard. Life is hard. Can be. Life is hard at times. And Jesus had 12 disciples. Why? That's what this is. He met with them all over town, in, in rooms, in the field, on the hillside, in other people's houses. He discipled them. That's all this is. And Jesus said, this is how you do it. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. It happens in context. Now, once you get a house and a place, go out in the community and serve together. Do stuff together. And now how you grow. Now, if you say, I, I don't want to grow as a Christian, what do you want to be? Then what's the, what are we doing here? But if you say, you know what, I got I to, listen, I'm just going to take a step. Let's go take a step. I'm going to get the text code. I'm going to take a step. I'm going to identify some people. And maybe we'll just get together for coffee. Great. Get together for coffee. Go get a frat. Talk about what's God doing in their life. Take another step. Hey, well, let's get another couple. Let's, let's, why don't you come to my house? We'll, we'll, we'll make some cookies. Take another step. Download the information every week that we give out to the, to the groups. And all of a sudden you're going to start to say, wait a minute, I got this accountability thing is kind of good because if I go out there and go buck wild, I gotta, I, I'm going to see my group. So maybe I, I, I won't go buck wild this week. I was watching something on Instagram the other day about an NFL player who played for Coach Tony Dungy, who was a Super Bowl winning football coach, and he said there are five ways you can stay off the cover of USA Today. <laughs> Don't be out after midnight. <laughs> stay off the alcohol and the women. And there's, uh, um, oh, y y women who are not yours, obviously. <laughs> Don't drive over the speed limit. Basic stuff. And you know what happens? If you have a small group, it's like, hold me accountable just to be close to Jesus. And all of a sudden, you'll start to think twice. And the next thing you know, your life is changing. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh, this is what spiritual growth is. So I want to pray for all of y'all. I want to pray that you decide today, you're just going to take a step. Just take a step. Get the code. If you could put the text code up there one more time. Get the text code and just take a step and let's move this process forward because at the end of the day, it is your life. It's either going to go this way or go this way. And the devil's going to tell you, eh, you don't need to just go on Sunday once a month. That ain't going to do it. It's like seeing that guy who's out of shape and he's, he's going to the gym once a month and he's putting a cigarette out as he walks in the gym. Ain't going to get in shape. Talking about, yeah, I'm going to the NFL. No, you ain't. You can't even get up the stairs in your house. Got to work it. Got to work it. Got to work it. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. 
Lord, we can't do this alone. We need a community of people. So I pray that everybody listening in all our campuses would text that groups to 52525 and get in a group. And then we will see 300 groups this week, people inquiring and taking one step forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor.